Hello, beautiful people. It's Amber, your host. And thank you for tuning in to the Next Chapter podcast. I'm super excited to be here. I hope that you are too. And I just feel like every episode is going to get better. So just hang in there with me. We're halfway through the week. So hopefully this gives you some tools and some resources to finish the week strong. Last week, we kind of talked about how I got to where I am now. And, you know, I said things like nothing changes if nothing changes. If we start to change now, our future self will thank us. And all of that's great. But it's also kind of like, okay, well, how do we start to make the changes? Our mind is literally the most powerful thing that we have. And I think that we often doubt our control of our mind. We feel like our mind controls us or we feel like we're losing our mind. But I promise, promise, promise you are in control of your mind. You are in control of your thoughts. And sometimes we just need the tools and the resources to to reconfigure our mindset because we've been conditioned this way for so long. So we just need to recondition our mindset. So this episode, I really want to dig into some things that have helped me change my mindset and are helping me change my mindset because I'm definitely not there yet. Um, I definitely still battle with intrusive thoughts insecurities, negative thoughts, overthinking, worrying, anxiety, all of it. But I will say being self-aware and reflecting on where I was even six months ago, I am doing so much better and I now have more good days than bad days. And I'm just very thankful that I started this process because it's not an overnight process, but it is like a baby starting to walk. Like you have to start from the very beginning, from the very basics to unlearn all the old habits that you have now made your natural reaction, essentially and retrain your brain to have new habits, healthier habits. So let's get into it. Um, The first thing is intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts are negative, unrealistic, or not real thoughts that come into your head when you are having a moment of insecurity. So for an example, uh, let's say you ask somebody to hang out and they respond, I don't really have the energy for it right now. An intrusive thought might be something like, I knew they didn't like me. They don't have energy for me. I should have never asked. They don't make me a priority. Now, maybe. Some of those things are true. But instead of asking why why the person doesn't have energy or is everything okay with them or 
digging deeper into that. Our intrusive thoughts make us believe that it is a we thing and it is our fault and we are unworthy of their time and really what they're saying is not what they're saying. They, they mean to say something else. So some exercises that I have learned from other podcasts and books and people who are licensed therapists, when I feel an intrusive thought coming on and the self-doubt and the insecurities are coming on, what I do in the moment of my mind starting to take over is I say to myself, either out loud or in my head, I see you, I hear you, let's unpack this later. I see you, I hear you, let's unpack this later. And I got that from another podcast called The Inner Child. And the host of that podcast is a licensed therapist. And she said... When our intrusive thoughts start to come out, what it really is most of the time is our younger selves and our younger selves needing assurance. So when you say to yourself, I see you, I hear you, let's unpack this later, what you're doing is telling your younger self Everything you're feeling and everything you're saying right now is valid, but our emotions are really high and they're starting to take over our brain and our logic. So let's unpack this when our emotions aren't so high and we can rationalize this and visit why this thing triggered us. The other thing that I do, which is kind of just a spinoff of that affirmation or self-conversation is I tell myself you are beautiful you are amazing and you are worth it you are beautiful you are amazing and you are worth it and I tell myself this because I feel like the first exercise is talking to my younger self and the second exercise is me talking to me now I am beautiful. I'm beautiful inside and out. I am amazing. Regardless of all of the crap I have been through and the crap that I have done, I am amazing. And I am worth it because I'm actively working on becoming a better person. So, depending on the situation, I will have one or two or both of those conversations with myself. And sometimes, depending on the situation, I might only have to tell myself twice. Other situations, I might have to tell myself 10 times. It's okay. And those affirmations or those self-talks, um, you can spin them, you know, so maybe you're a guy listening to this. Maybe you tell yourself like, bro, I am handsome, I am smart, and I am educated. You know, what? whatever it is, you can spin it so that you make it personal to yourself. Only you know what you need to hear. But what I took away from those exercises is 
it gives you the reassurance that you're looking for. And reassurance from other people feels good. It feels great. It can be a love language. But I am at a place where I don't want to need reassurance from other people. I only need it from myself and from God. Any other reassurance I get outside of that is just a bonus. So when I take the time to validate my feelings and reassure myself, it really does work if you start to trust yourself. And then when your emotions are a little more calm and the rational thinking can kick back in, you might be able to go back and go, man, I was overreacting because I just really wanted to hang out with that person and I just, I don't like hearing no. Or maybe you go, you know what? Nope, I still feel that way. I still feel like I'm not a priority. And it seems to be like whenever I ask them to hang out, they don't have the energy. So I need to have a conversation now to see if I'm overthinking or if it is what I think it is. But now I can do it in a calm way. Or maybe you come to realize them saying that they don't have the energy has nothing to do with me. They must have had a long day. And actually, it was kind of selfish of me to think that it had to be about me. And actually, the fact that they were mature enough and respected me enough to communicate that boundary is a quality that I really like in that person. I didn't like hearing no, but I can respect that they're taking time for themselves because they know they wouldn't be able to give me their best self. So those are two things that I uh, do often, honestly. And maybe those are some things that can help you guys sort through moments where you're starting to have those intrusive thoughts all right um a few other things that i have started to do that has helped me through this whole healing process like i said maybe these things don't work for you but i just wanted to i just wanted to share my tools and my resources because some of them might work for y'all i've started to read more and I'm very intentional with my reading. I think I'm on book nine for the year. Not 2024, but um, 2023 of last year to now. Some of the books that I have read are The Code of Confidence, which is all about women and getting their confidence up. I have read The Five Love Languages. I am very much all five, I believe. I have read... Atomic Habits, which was a great book, and that is all about changing your mindset and that the little things make the big picture. I have read a book about how to control your triggers and how to have healthy boundaries. 
and I'm currently reading You Are More Than You've Been Told by Hosanna Wong, who is a woman in ministry, and she is basically talking about your mindset and changing your mindset, and you are bigger than all the little negative things you have instilled in yourself. So I'm very intentional about what I read. I am on social media. I personally do not like social media. I think it can be very negative and it's, it recycles a lot of the same posts and the same memes and it kind of just gives people, it gives people an excuse to not be better <laughs> because there's a, there's a, goofy meme behind every goofy thought and it just it I just don't like it I just um I'm just not a fan of social media so even when I'm on social media I'm constantly searching like positive affirmations or I'm trying to change the algorithm so that I'm seeing more of what I want to see I have also picked up on journaling, and journaling is probably my best friend. I love journaling so much. My best friend actually got me a journal when I was in the thick of deciding if I was going to go through a separation, and it was a great, great journal. I can't remember it. I think it's called Courage by Alex L. E. L. L. E. And the journal was great because it asked me questions and it prompted me to think, which I really needed at the time because I didn't know how to just take a piece of paper and a pen and let my thoughts go onto the paper. Now, that's literally what I do. I, I'm on my third composition book and I just pick up my pen and I write whatever comes and then I let it go. I release it. Once it is on my journal, it is not my weight to carry anymore. So for anyone who has not journaled, I would highly recommend getting a journal that asks you questions and helps you think things through. That way you can kind of get a sense of what type of journaling you like. I am a huge advocate for therapy. So I have a therapist who is a psychologist or a psychiatrist psychiatrist or psychologist I'm not really sure um, but she is more of like the mental so she is how my traumas and my life experiences have affected the way that I think and the way that I react I am always thriving to be a responsive person not a reactive person so she helps me through that and then I also have a Christian counselor who is also a life coach. And she is more helping me understand myself spiritually and really focuses on God made me this way before the trauma. So now let's figure out how we can use it to make our life happy and balanced and not harbor on the things that we don't like about ourselves. I have been in therapy since 2022, and my previous therapist was great. She helped me through the divorce a lot and helped me navigate all the emotions that came with that. 
And then there just came a time where our sessions didn't really leave me feeling empowered or I didn't really have as many tools to use. And our time just kind of ran its course. And I was okay with that because she helped me through a huge life-changing event. Um, So the therapists that I have now were unpacking more childhood things and... I just think it's important to know that sometimes people are in your life for a season and you don't have to leave that season feeling bitter or upset. It, it can be a beautiful thing and you're going to get whatever you want out of that season. Whatever mindset you have, that's what you're going to get out of it. So all of this is great, right? All this self-help and me telling you what has worked for me and the reading and the journaling and all the all the things. But we can't ignore that some people are more literal and they need like the proof in the pudding. Like they they don't want to just hear about the healing journey. They need some factual evidence that our minds are powerful and what we put into our minds is either you know, going to help us or hold us back. So I want to share some statistics with you guys that I found. I just did some research on mental health and the way that our mind works and the thoughts that we have. All right, so here is the first statistic. The average person has 6,000 thoughts a day. If you're an overthinker like me, we're at closer to 8,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those thoughts are negative. And 95% of those negative thoughts are repetitive. And I thought that was very interesting because it's so easy to fixate on the negative things instead of training our minds to go, could it have been better? What could I have done better? What am I going to do better? Let me let it go. We just obsess and we just keep replaying the negative thoughts in our head. Another statistic that I thought was really interesting and just kind of helped me put in perspective for myself to be patient with myself is it takes 20 minutes for your nervous system to regulate. So regardless if you're super excited and you're on cloud nine and you're bouncing off the walls or you're really angry and you just want to scream at the top of your lungs or you're crying, whatever emotion is very high and you're not just like at a calm, normal going pace, it takes 20 minutes to come down from that emotion. So remember that the next time that you are anxious, overworked, tired, and, you know, angry or super sad, give yourself 20 minutes to just kind of come down and do those, you know, affirmation exercises that I mentioned before, or journal, or, you know, meditate, or listen to a podcast. My podcasts are about 20 minutes long, just saying. You know, do something to help bring your nervous system back to ground zero. 
I also got a couple um, statistics from Forbes 2023 magazine, and these just kind of were interesting facts to me. 4.9 billion people are on social media. The average person is on six to seven platforms a month. And they spend 145 minutes a day on social media. They believe that adolescents who spend more than three hours a day on social media are more likely to struggle with mental health. So that goes back to being very aware of what you are internalizing, what you're reading, what you're watching. It's all a domino effect. So be very intentional of what you're consuming. They believe that people with depression are more likely to have social media. And they find statistics every day with social media in relation to depression and anxiety. The impact of depression and anxiety has on a global economic standpoint can be measured as $1 trillion in lost productivity each year. Now, that's not to say that we're born just to work to the bones and until we can't work anymore. But think about it. You know, if you're depressed, you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to go to work, then you're short on bills and you're stressed out because now you're short on bills and it's a domino effect. Every little thing plays a part. It really does. And that's what the Atomic Habits book talks about is how every little choice that we make is part of a bigger picture. Another statistic that I found was women are more likely to have serious mental health disorders versus men. I am a firm believer that everybody could benefit from therapy. Now, I'm a little biased because I truly enjoy therapy and I do use it to the best of my ability. I go in for a purpose. I want to get something out of it. But for the people that struggle with mental illness and depression and anxiety and maybe a different level of intrusive thoughts. Self-help books are great. Podcasts are great. Journaling is great. All of those things play their part. Also, talking to a professional who can help you understand yourself and not necessarily always on a personal level, but on a mental level. If you are willing to be open and vulnerable and really use it to your best ability, getting therapy can be a life-changing decision. Now, I'm not really here to like sell therapy. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying if, if it's something you're open to and you can go into it with an open mind and being honest and honest with yourself first, it it can do something that none of those other things can do for you. So to wrap up today's episode, 
just be intentional with what you're putting in your body and your mind and how you're feeding your mind and your soul. You know, we take life for granted so much and we always think, oh, it's going to take a year to get to this point and that's so far away. And the reality is a year is not that long. And a year is not promised to us. We are all on borrowed time. So make it count. Be the best version of you so that the time that you are here, you are happy and you're enjoying it. And maybe you have to start all the way over. Maybe you have to completely retrain your brain. That's okay. Maybe it is two steps forward and three steps back for a little while. As long as you are moving forward, that is progress. And you should give yourself a pat on the back for it. I'm giving myself a pat on the back right now, actually. I just hope everybody has a great week. Fill your soul, fill your mind with positivity. And I have my first guest next week so make sure you guys tune in it will be a good one and enjoy the rest of the week